0: Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Vayishlach, Tavshin Pe Gimel. And uh, again, next week there won't be a Shear, I'll be uh, traveling. But uh, will pick up then uh, with the following week with a Miketz and Hanukkah shir, Be'ezras Hashem. Okay, so we start off with the first Rashi, towards the beginning of the Parsha, almost the first Rashi. Uh, and we'll have a number of thoughts relating to that famous Chazal uh, that we have. So Yaakov is on his way back. Va'yetzay uh, he goes away and he comes back with eleven sons and one daughter and now he's on his way back and he's nervous. Va'yishlach Yaakov malachim lefanav. He says malachim. He says messengers. Elayshav achiv seir adam to the land of seir. Va'yisavo sam Tells his malachim. He tells his. Um, Angels, right? Rashi says, not just messengers. So says your servant Yaakov. He lowers himself in front of Esav. I've been there all this time. I've been there 20 years. I have all of, this, all of these assets. And I'm going to send them to you. I want to find favor in your eyes. And the Malachim came back and he's coming with 400 men and he's very nervous. But as we know, in Lovon Garti, Chazal Darshin, another level of interpretation, source uh, Rashi Garti, Lo Asesi sarva chashu Elager. First shot is, Rashi says, don't think that you know, I'm, I've, I've gained so much, um, status in, in exile, in Gaulis. No, I'm still a ger. eincha, kedalus nosi, albirchos, avicha, shebarcheni, right? You, you're so upset at the brachas, they didn't come true. There's nothing to be jealous of, right? You, havigvir lachecha, lachecha, the brachas of havigvir lachecha, shlalonis kaimabi, right? It has not been fulfilled. I'm still a lowly, I was a lowly stranger for 20 years, right? My, um, you know, my relative, uh, my wife's relative took advantage of me, and you know it's not, uh, not, not no great shakes, and therefore there's no reason to be jealous. The reason that you were upset did not come true. It's day number one. Day number two. I was with Lovan Harasha, but I still was able to keep mitzvahs. And I did not learn from his evil ways. So the message is, what's the question? Uh, what message are we supposed to get out of this Tariyag Mitzvah Shamarti? Yes, how can he do Tariyag Mitzvahs? Some of the Mitzvahs don't apply then. He wasn't a king and he wasn't living in Eretz Yisrael and uh, he didn't divorce his wife, the Mitzvah of Gerashin and the Mitzvah of and There are many, but he learned and he connected maybe to the secrets of the Tariyag Mitzvahs um, in, that, in that time. But what's the message for us? So a couple of ideas uh, that we will see. First, from the Rinas Yitzchak. Rinas Yitzchak, um, from Yitzchak Saratskin. Says the Rinas Yitzchak one. he says, maybe the message that Yaakov is trying to convey to Esav is based on the Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchos Deos, it is important for what the Rambam says in the natural world, and it's important for what the Rambam doesn't say, but what the Avos symbolized, that we could also, <laughs> hopefully, um, follow in their footsteps, as we will see. The Rambam tells us in the, the, the Perak Vavavilchas Deus, he quotes it, line four. Derech biryaso shaladam. It's the derech of people. Leos nimshach bideosav ubemaasav. To be pulled after our, after the opinions and the actions. Acharev achaveirov. Right? After the, our neighbors and our friends. Noe kimminha gan medinaso. He acts like his countrymen. It's natural. We're influenced by our surroundings. And that's why we have to try uh, what we can to connect, to tie ourselves to the righteous. There's a natural influence by those who are around us, by our chevra. We have to try to distance ourselves from the wicked. That walk in the darkness. We don't want to learn from their actions. Who and that's what Shlomo says. So, we are influenced by where we are and who we are with. Says the reader of Lefiza Leos Mushpami For twenty years, there was no other tzaddik in the, in the world, in that area. Besides Yaakov, and he was Lavan and Lavan's friends and the shepherds. So, naturally, he should be influenced. Achein a Rabbam Kasav Derech Biryasu Shaladam. What's the? How does the Rabbam start off? It's the natural way of people. What was Ratzalamr Shizeh Miteva HaAdam Liosdim Shachah Harayav Achaverav. It's natural. What was Yaakov saying? I'm not under the laws of nature, so to speak. The avos. He quotes the Maharal and Derech Achaim commentary on Avos. <speaking> in Pirkey Shaabos Sha'avos lo hayu anashim tivim, They were people, but they were angelic people. Ulaficha kala'avos nisnasu, kikalasha <speaking in> nisayim elasha nes. <Hebrew> they were nisyonos. Nes from the lashon of a miracle, but also a banner that is a miracle. Shekashem sha nesu builti tiv, kach nisayim who builti tiv. A, a, a nisayim goes against one's nature. So just like the Nisayan is against the nature, the Avos themselves conquered nature. If we just go with the flow, we're not going to be able to overcome and conquer and succeed in our, in our, natural, in our natural way. So what the Yaakov Avinu was telling ASA was, I'm not munhag by Teva." Right, I'm not under, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have me under the general world of Teva. And he quotes also from the Vilna Gon, <coughs> related to this as well. Look on the left side now. U'lefizeh, nireh the shlomar, she Yaakov shalach la'esav. Yaakov sent, she'garim lavana rasha v'shamartaih Mitzvus be my savaram he didn't learn from his actions teva adam nimshach even though that's natural to be pulled after re avahadeirav hu lo ishtiv e el ish eloki shira noaga pia teva and maybe he's relating to him that he is the father of of a miraculous nation a nation that is not under teva as the gemara says in the miska Shabbos, ein mazal le israel and that's what he's getting across to asaf ekivach hu noaga pia teva we have a supernatural relationship with Hakadosh Baruch And he does nisim for us to save me, to save me from Lavan. And therefore, so I'm in a different world. So again, <laughs> how does this relate to the first shot of Rashi? That's we'll talk about Hashem soon, but. The reader is saying this. Trying to say, he's saying he's telling to Esav, I am not governed by Teva, and therefore, um, you know, one shouldn't start. What is he saying one shouldn't start up with me, or I'm in a different world? And again, the message for us is that we could, we are B'nai Yaakov, we are B'nai Yisrael, and we also have that ability to buck nature, to buck the trend, not to go with the flow. We've mentioned often many times in Sefer Parsha Shmosa times. Remember Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu, why was he called Moshe? Min Hamayim Mishisihu? He was pulled from the water. And we say, why is that so significant that he's pulled from the water? Because water, whatever you pour water into, water takes upon itself the shape of the container into which it is poured. It represents the ultimate in conformity. It'll look like a cup, it'll look like a, a bottle. That's water. Moshe was pulled from the water. He was the anti-water. He didn't conform. Right, everybody else was watching the, the the Jews get beat up, and he went and, and took care of the Mitzri. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu stood up for the uh, for the oppressed. Right, and Moshe Rabbeinu was one who, someone who was got involved, and therefore he was the anti. And Moshe gave us gave his nation gave us those genes. Uh, Yaakov Avinu gave us those genes, and we could conquer nature if we put our our hearts to it. Uh, number one, related to that, R' Salvechik and Mesorah Harav, Misoras number two. Similarly, but again, every. Every uh, Mafari says it in his own language. So he also discusses the uniqueness and the strength of Yaakov, uh, not focusing on a conquering nature, but a little different way. It says, Rav Yaakov was taken away from his parental home and experienced a long night of darkness, misery, and distress, burdened with a mission of proving to the world that a covenantal community was capable of practicing Avram's unique moral code, not only in Eretz Yisrael, the promised land, but in exile. Far from the hills and valleys of Hebron and Shechem. Im That's not only being said to Esav. It's being said to us. It's being said to every Jew who finds himself in challenging situations. He has to know. Yaakov was able to stand up. Look where it's underlined. He had not assimilated. He had not integrated himself into the Lavan's society and community. He had not accepted their morals, their code of ethics, or their lifestyle. He was in Haran for a long time, yet he preserved his moral religious identity, commitment to Avramavinu, to the way of life. And he says, Yaakov was as dedicated at the end of his 20 years of servitude in Lavan's house as he was that first night he spent on the cold stones of Betel When he pledged, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be will be for me, and I will stay invested and connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and loyal. So again, Yaakov Avinu says that, but what's the message for us? Let's wait a minute and bring in another biblical personality from Sefer say, Bratia. Says of Salvation, Yosef Hatzandik. Yosef, Yosef also was a Jew in Gaulus who had to survive, right? We've quoted, in the past, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky's thought on last week's Parsha in Vayetse, and also in next week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayeshev, that Yaakov gave a special Torah to Yosef Atzadik, Right? That's what the uh, uncle says on, on next week's Parsha. Vayeshev, what's the special Torah that he gave him? Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky explains the Torah of being a strong Jew in Galus. That was Yaakov Avinu and that was Yosef Atzadik. But, says Rabbi Salvechik, they had very different lives. And each of them represent a different extreme for us. Yosef was burdened with a similar task, right? He again had to prove that Avram's covenant could be practiced outside the promised land. The difference between Yaakov and Yosef was a dual one. First, Yaakov had to prove that Torah is reali- re- uh, re- uh, realizable in poverty and oppression. That the immigrant, the Gare, no matter how hard he has to work for a livelihood, no matter how poor and oppressed, is capable. If he makes up his mind to give devotion and loyalty to his ancestral tradition, no matter how lowly a person is in society, they can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that Golas. Yosef was the opposite. He started off in jail, but Yosef's mission was to demonstrate that enormous success, unlimited riches, admiration, prominence, and power are not in conflict with a saintly covenantal life. So no matter how low or how high one gets in the world, at large and the world out there of Golos, right? There is no there is no excuse not to serve Hashem Barhu Hu uh, in a strong way, and that's that was um, number one. Related to that, Rev Salvation says, turning the page on the next page, that Yaakov had to manifest his heroic quality in a backwards country. Haran was a pastoral camp. Ya- Yosef was in a major metropolis, a vast civilization. But the message being that whether you're a Yaakov or a Yosef, and you're surrounded by forces that are not, uh, do not share your value system, one can be successful. So, also writes that if it was up to him, he would have a 14th animamin, right, add on to the one of the, uh, the Rambam. He says, animamin, mura Shulema, that a Jew could be a strong Jew and a serving, a Jew in any society, in any time period, in any epoch, in any generation, that's what he says, he would add on to the, to the animamins. Okay, one more, one more thought. Relating to Tiring Mitzvah Shamarti. Again, and this is, uh, this is where the Avos say, the Chazal say that Yaakov Avinu kept all the Torah, right? The number of Chazals in the Gemara that talk about Avram Avinu kept keeping Kala Torah Kula, um, Ramazim about Yitzchak, Meiser, right, uh, and, um, and Tvilas Mincha. Um, but Yaakov, Beferish, we have a love and guardian of Tyring Mitzvah Shamarti. And the Sheminatov in Source number four, in Chela K, wonders. How to put the two Deos and Rashi together. Because they seem to be going in opposite directions. Right? The first day of Rashi, right, is that I'm I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. I'm not so great. I'm, he's lowering himself uh in front of Asav. Right? That the um Right Lona asesi Sarva Elager, I'm nothing. Ain't I listen? What are you what are you hating me for? Alberchosavika, right? It didn't come true. I'm lowly in society, and the second deah uh, is more being proud, more of being strong, right, holding himself high. With the low, I'm not scared of you, as we just explained. How do we put the two together? Maybe it's two different deahs, two different opinions in, in in opposite directions. But a number of mafarishim and Rashi uh, try to put the two together. But he asked the question in the beginning of source number four. L'chore, it's two, common, two pirushim that contradict each other. right? How do, you, how do you put the two together? So he discusses one shot, uh, but let's go to the second paragraph. Ubi Hadvar says the Shem Anatov, really, answer one makes possible answer two. Hino mishuhu muchan keger what does "ger ba'aretz" mean? It doesn't only mean a stranger in the land of love, and it means a stranger in olam hazeh. It means somebody who doesn't think that this is the place, this is the end, this is the goal. That the pruzdar is the ballroom. Somebody doesn't have that mistaken thought. So, "dafka misha muchan lihishyer keger ba'aretz." Only someone who is prepared to remain a ger. The heiner Leos aduk u'mikushar. Litanugeolamaza, so but it's ready not to be stuck and connected to physical pleasures. Mashu whatever it needs to live, and uh, to live even on a, in a um, normal way, not even an ascetic life. kazeh, somebody who doesn't have the focus. Gashmi Shaykh Bola Kaim Tari Gamba bas Lavan Ubisviva shell migus. Only if somebody has the attitude that this life is not about Olam Hazeh, this life is just preparing. Right? Only somebody with that attitude could be able to survive in a, such a Megusham is his word Megusham world of Lavan. Right? Right when, right when Lavan sees him, he runs. He gives him a hug and a kiss. What did Chazal say? He was looking for diamonds in his mouth. Right? That's the that's what who he was dealing with. Viseo De Rashi. That's Rashi. The first day of Rashi. I'm not focused on that. I'm, I'm a ger. What, what do you, there's not. I didn't get any physical brachos. My focus is not this world. And therefore, that's why, Tariag Mitzvah Shamarti in Bebe Slava. Only because I had that attitude of day number one of Rashi. That's why he was able to have the second day of Rashi. Because he had that strong base as knowing what the goals of life are about. And then he adds, again, Al Drush. What does he say? I have oxen and donkeys. Shor it's said Shor Maybe that's alluding to something, says the sheminatov Right? The Medrash says, Shor is Yosef HaTzadik. Right? Shor sure is the animal associated with Yosef. Yes, is Yisachar. Or Yisachar Hamar Garim. Yosef is the physical uh, leader. He's the Mefarnis of all of Klai Yisrael When they come down. And Yisachar are the spiritual Torah leaders, as the the Pasek says, right? The Yisachar Chavagaram schlepping the uh, the load of Torah. So what is he saying? Shor v'chamar. I have shor, but the goal is chamar. I use the shor for chamar. The Yosef Kilka Asachiv v'Chala Olam Bi'Asayim Be'Chamis Hasadim v'Yisachar Hu Shevet Shall Yodei Bina Le'itim L'Das Mayasal Yisrael. It's two olamos. But Yaakov says, "I'm not searching for this olam, right? I'm not focusing on this olam, and therefore I was able to with I used the shore in order to gain the uh, chamor because that's what our focus is." And it just adds at the end a beautiful uh, agadic thought based on a Rashi later on in the parsha. Says later on in perek in perek Lamed vav towards the end of the parsha. So at the end of the part where it talks all about the uh, generations of Esav. Right? Last week's parsha spoke about the other generations. But the generation of Esav, what did it say? By Shvi'i. Ela b'nei Seir Hachori. These are the b'nei Seir, ha Ha'aretz that live in the land. So what does that mean, Yoshvei ha-aretz? What What is the emphasis of that? So Rashi quotes, Shahi Ha They were there before Esav came. Yoshvei, they've been living here for a long time. But for Abo Senu Darshu, Rashi quotes, a deeper idea, Yoshve aretz, Shahayu Bakian B Shuva Shal aretz. Right? They knew land. They knew agriculture. These people. That's why they're called Yoshve Arets. They said Malekanazelazim, this land over here will be great for planting olives. Malekhanazelfanim, this would be great for, for vines. Shayya Toamin offer, they were able to taste the earth, the Yodin Azunatiaruyolo. They're able to say what, what should be planted? What would be good in this ground? So people who are Yoshve Haaretz, the nations of the world are Yoshve Haaretz. They're experts in the land. Says the Sheminatov, what are we? Yoshve Vesecha. We are experts in your bias, like Harish Baruch Hu. We're experts in your mikdash, and we're experts in our mikdash ma'at. If you have the parallel, Yoshve Haaretz, we are Yoshve Vesecha. At the end, of line 36, Mkane. So, these are a couple of thoughts relating to Tayag Mitzvah uh, Shamarti. Again, the Rina Sisrach, that Yaakov was an influence by Teva. He was able to overcome Teva. And um, that's what he was telling Esav that he is starting a nation that is not governed by Teva. And the, the Rev Salvechik, that it's the two models, the model of the impoverished and the model of the successful in Gaulis, and both can be successful. And the Shem adds the two contradictory, so to speak, Rashis. How are you successful? By not focusing on Olam Hazer, by recognizing what the goals are in life. That this, uh, world is just a pruzdar and in that way, um, we could keep our values and not be influenced by those, by those around us and be able to say Tariag Mitzvah's Shamart. Okay. So, Yaakov's on his way back, and he sends the Malachim, and, uh, they come back and say to him, it doesn't look good. He has 400 soldiers. It's 400 soldiers, 400 men. Double Lashon. Yaakov is very scared. Very scared. Vayira Vayetzer. What's the double Lashon of Vayira and Vayetzer? Says Rashi. Vayira Shema yehareg. He's nervous that he might be killed by Esav. Vayetzer lo im Yaharoku et If he will have to kill. Right? It doesn't say, it's an interesting, parallel to Mepharshim Armadaik. It doesn't say if Esav might kill him or he might kill Esav. It says Esav might, he might be killed and he might have to kill others others. What's others? The Sivzah Chachamen points out, maybe I'll have to uh, kill other people with Esav who weren't coming to kill him, Badafka. Okay, but either way, that's Rashi's shot. But Chazal tell us there were two other things that Yaakov was scared about. He was scared of the two mitzvot that Esav was able to be Mekayim and did them well that he wasn't Mekayim. And that, of course, is kibbutz Avaim and Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Says the Darke Musar Reb Naiman. Reb Naiman was the Rosh Yeshiva started the Sefer, uh, the Yeshiva Darke, um, or uh, Yisrael in Petach Tikva. He was Nifter in 1983, one of the great Bali, Bali Musur. He learned in Wamji Yeshiva first in, uh, in Europe. He was close to the Chavetz Chaim. So he, here in his Sefer Darke Musser, he quotes, let's think about this Chazal. Yaakov was nervous about Esav who fulfilled Yeshiva Eret Yisrael and Kibrave. First line on top. Source number six. ra Hadavar. It's pretty amazing. Al Esav, sheomer Mechazal. Be told Toldos. Chazal tell us at the beginning of Toldos, v'hu ayef that he was tired. What was he ayef from? Shechamish averus of our Bo because he was busy avodah shvichas Damin and Gili Arayes and and all the all the averus. And Yaakov Avinu is scared of him, scared of his chuyos. Yaakov Avinu is tamu tamu Yoshebo alim mefached me Esav sheishla mitzvah yishaveret Yisrael. Alvish rasha lo es mitzvah. Right, esav didn't have kavana, l'shem yichud as he did the mitzvah of yishaver tisrael. But cholzos bachad yachov, yachov was still nervous. Two important messages. We mentioned this, I think, darkim musar, I think, eight or nine years ago in the shiurim. But it's something very special to to have again. Roim miseh line five, mazek dushas dusha yisrael. Number one. To recognize the automatic and magical kedushas haaretz, even if one doesn't have kavana, there's something, and Yaakov knew that. <speaking in Hebrew> Mukrachim lomar, even though we don't understand it, it's not explainable logically. Mukrachim lomar, though we are forced to say, shekadushas eretz Yisrael mashpia af alhachote hagadol biyoser b'midas ma benishmaso. There's some type of effect of Yishev eretz Yisrael on the neshama of any person who's there, even a rasha gamur like Asaf. Aval yachol liozeo davka mishachote rachmach vas taiva. It could be that it's limited to someone who believes in God. Because Asaph did believe in God. Right? We know that when he was, if he was, didn't believe in God, why was he so upset about the Brachus? Right? If he, you know, doesn't believe in anything, so everything is just chance. Asaph, ha'yamam in Gadol. Lorach, beloke, Yisrael. Elohayamam in Gadol, bachachamim. Right, he, was, he was very upset. He was very upset and he cried tears. And skipped two lines. If he believed in the brachas, as if Yaakov took the grain that was promised in the brachas, was, was was scared of it. So we see that Number one, he was a mammon, but if somebody is a mammon, Kedushas, at least if somebody is a mammon, Kedushas Eretz Yisrael is something that is magical, and even if one doesn't um, recognize it or is there lishma, the um, Darki Musr says, Yaakov Avinu recognized that magic. Number one. Number two, the second idea. The second important message that we learn from this Chazal. Even if you want to say that Esau had something positive about him, it's like Batel. Right, the amount that, um, it in in relative terms to what he, what he, um, does in his life. Such a minor amount, percentage-wise. Odef says the Dark Emuser. Kiish HaMa'ala. You know what the message we learn about Yaakov Avinu from this Chazal? Yaakov was a good grower. Yaakov was someone who was always looking to step up. If somebody else has a certain um, attribute that I don't have, even though I have a lot of other things that he doesn't have, and most things I have, but if he has one thing, if he has one thing that I don't have, I'm ready to listen. I'll give you a coven, and I'll be, I'll be in awe of you. That's an Ishmaelah. Ishmaelah, somebody who's always ready to, to, uh, to listen and to, and to grow from someone else. And what's the difference between what he calls someone who's always ready to grow, an Ishmaelah, and an Ishpashut, a simple man, a simpleton? He's always looking, what can I learn from that person? How could I gain? Like the Ramban writes in the letter to his son. Every single person you find, find something that you can learn from. Right? You find something, there's something positive. And Yaakov found something positive in Esav. And he wanted to grab onto it and learn from it. And he even quotes the Mashal and the Chobos Halavavos. He quotes the story. Alecha menachasidim, line 20. Sha'abra al nevelas kelev masrachas mo, they passed by a putrid uh, carcass of a dead dog. Varmelo tamidav. Kama masrachas nevelasos. Look at that disgusting, ew, gross. Amarlehem, kama levanim shineha. You see how white the teeth were? You see how white the teeth were? Venis to almashe almasha sipru begnusa, and the tamidim were, were, um, you know, felt bad and regret about what they expressed—that there's nothing, there's no redeeming quality in this carcass. You can't—it's not appropriate to talk about a dead dog like that. Surely, an adam Chai, it is inappropriate. Even a dead dog, masrachas, putrefying. Efrim somali, mali, can could find something um, positive to uh to learn from Sheshinel Levanim, the white uh, the white's teeth, Imkane, Ain Pelal Yaqov Avinu. So Yaqov Avinu, it's not a wonder. Shamatza Maila Shekyim Aesav kiberavaim the Yaakov caught uh and focused on something in ASaf, even though you might have said, Oh, you look at the big picture, what could he learn from Asaf? But he did. And he focused on what didn't apply to him. He wasn't Mekayim that. He, he was nullified himself in front of Esav and was uh, scared of him. That's an Ishmaelah always looking to, for ways to improve and no matter who we meet thinking about who we can, who we can learn from. Maybe there's something more I have to do. I didn't finish my obligation. Right? We could always be choshed, but you know we always are choshed others and, and ourselves. We give dalakavshus. Really has to be the opposite. I think we mentioned recently um, a thought that obviously relates exactly to this, and that is we know that the Gemara says in Yuma. That the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed because of sinas chinam for um, baseless hatred. Uh, so the opposite, they say, oh, how would he, how do we get the Beis Hamikdash? We have to have avas Khinam. We have to have you know baseless love. And I once heard that's terrible. Avas Khinam. You have to you love the person for no reason, right? For no reason. I have no reason to love you, but I'm gonna love you anyway. That's the goal. That's what we should have. No chas Sinas chinam. You can talk about sinas chinam, baseless uh, hatred. But avaskhinam, there should always, one should always be able to, to, uh, to focus and find something in the other person that they attach to, that they respect. Even an Esav. right? Yaakov did that even to an Esav. Uh, he was able to attach and find something positive and in that way, uh, in that way, uh, learn something from him, um, and grow in that, and grow in that way. Okay. So, let us continue now with the continuation of the, of the, uh, of the parsha. Let's move on to Perek Bay's, Bey's Pasach Haftalen. So, Yaakov comes and he prepares, we know, in the three ways. He prepares for Melchama and for uh, Matana and for uh, Tfila. He splits the camp and then we have the famous meeting between him and the Malach. Right? He goes, he takes his family across and then He's left alone. And he fights, he fights with the man, the Ish, who was is identified as Sarush El Esav, Adalos um until the morning. Uh, what was he doing all by himself? So we know, Rashi quotes the Gemara, in Masech by V'Hivasar Yaakov, Shachach, Pachim the Chazar Alehem. He forgot some Pachim Ketanim. Why? Because he had been schlepping back and forth all of his Property of his assets. And there was some that he left, but look at the previous pasuk for a second. He brought all over his he brought his family. And he passed across everything that was his. Says Rashi. The animals and the movable items. He made himself like a bridge taking from this side and putting down on the other side. That's Rashi's Lashon. What's, what's Rashi trying to tell us? When you, bring, when you bring stuff in from one side to the other side, you go from one side to the other side. Rashi doesn't say that. We know that from the Basik. Vayavah, he brought it over. What's Rashi trying to emphasize that he made himself like a Gesher? What's the message? So if you look in the Mishnah Sahir. Look at the Mishnah Sakhir, which is the, uh, the Sefer on Chumash from Rav Techtel. I'm the author of the Ema Banim Smecha. I'm pretty sure we quoted this years ago from the Ema Banim Smecha, But I found it uh, this week in the same thought in the Mishnah Sahir in his uh, Sefer on Chumash. The same message. Um, and again, many of his thoughts um, that he wrote here in the Ema Banim Smecha and his Sefer Mishnah Sahir is reflective of the time, the end of the 1930s and early 1940s, uh, before he was killed. Um, and his his feelings about Eretz Yisrael, as we'll see. So he quotes the Rashi, and then he says, line six, who pellet? It's a wonder. <speaking in Hebrew> he asks a different question. So I says Yaakov. How did Yaakov bring back and forth all by himself? He brought his whole family, and then he slept everything across. I am Imagine what he has. The matter says, mat- look what the matana, the matana he gave Esau a gift. So that was probably a small percentage of what he had. He wasn't going to give him most of what he had. Matana ribo right, the matana was six, six hundred thousand adarim, flocks. Ribo and then he t- t- thousands of dogs. As much as he gave to Esau can imagine how much he had. How was he able to bring it over with his two hands? If you look at Rashi, Rashi, Gesher, one side to the other side, it sounds like he had like one foot on one side and one foot on the other side. That's the image that Rashi is giving us. He was like a Gesher and he, he was stood on one side and like, uh, and to make sure it doesn't get wet and brought stuff from one side to the other side. What's, what's the imagery? What is that teaching us? Why do you have to, why did Rashi have to describe it this way? just get a ferry. just get a boat to go across. says the Mishnah Ramzu What's being alluded to here to us, to the children of Yaakov, that what we have to do. How do we survive in Gaulos without a base of Magdash? Gvarmuva Admonim Shekola Moro, Shalavos near Mazud Lebne Machrayam, we know Avos Avo Similabanim, everything that happens in earlier generations um happens to us as well. Kinis Bone Bamasa Yaakov, Sha'amad Bimhame Savakiv. Yaakov is in war so to speak. He's, up, he's ready to have war with Esav. Who's going to win when he's fighting the Malach? Or even, not with the Malach, even with Esav himself. He's busy taking his stuff he doesn't know. First of all, he wants to make sure that all his assets that he works for very hard shall be He has all of his property. He has all of his stuff. But the measure says how is he able to survive? Diyakov Tamid Asa He made himself like a bridge. What does that mean? A bridge has two legs, two sides. One side of the bridge is on one side, firmly, and one side of the bridge is on the other side. Regal he made himself a gesher. What's a gesher? One side he was always, one of his legs was always in Eretz Yisrael. And one of his legs was outside. And for 20 years, he had one leg in Eretz Yisrael and one leg outside, says Rav Techtel. He had two. This is how he was able to do it. How he was able to bring everything back. Because he always had one leg still in. He never was on, had both legs out. He never had both legs on the side in Seir with Esav. We want to know how to survive? We have to keep in, in, a, in an exile? Always keep one leg firmly planted in the place where we came from. If both legs were in Seir, that's the Medrash. That's the Gesher. And then he says, On line 50. Remember the story of Rev. Tachtel. He was a Satmer Chassid. And later on in life, he realized that we all have to go to Eretz Yisrael. And they became a very strong, um, I wrote a Sefer that was very strongly Zionist. Uh, in its um, in its hashkafa, and he says, "If we would have been in these exile lands, we forgot Eretz Yisrael. We forgot what the focus of our lives should be. If we wouldn't have 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 kept both legs here." That we wouldn't have fallen in the hands of Esav. Right? We forgot where we came from. On the right side now. We had both legs. We had both legs. A Jew always has to have one leg in Eretz Yisrael. For two thousand years, there have been many. Read anything that the Ramban ever wrote, and the Vilna Gaon, and the Chafetz Chaim. They had one leg in Eretz Yisrael. No, not everybody has that. Even if one doesn't have the ability to live in Eretz Yisrael at a certain point, one leg has to be there. One leg has to be there. That's what the Mishnah Sacher is teaching us. Um, and that is the way to survive. Rav likes to quote the Maharal uh, Diskin about that. Uh, we always have to remember that, that uh, when there is an Onesh, it's an Onesh. We shouldn't be happy and comfortable, perfectly comfortable in a state of, of Onesh. So if Gaulus is an Onesh, it's an exile, it's not the natural state of a Jew. We have to make sure that we remember that the natural state of a Jew is an Eretz Yisrael and at least until we can get both legs there, we have to at least have one leg there. That's what we learned from Yaakov Avinu and that's what we learned from the, from the Mishnah Sakhir. Okay. So we continue, he hits him in the leg, Gid Han-oshe. there's a lot to talk about, Gid HaNosheh, we're not going to focus on that this year, remember the Rambam, in the Pir Shemesh on Daf Kuf, and Masech Chulin. we did a Be'ar Yosef that speaks about the right leg and the left leg, uh, reminding us of the of the, um, of the Luchos, and he comes, and he has the meeting, um, and the story continues. Let's focus on one more thought relating to the fight. Relating to the fight. One horror that we mentioned in the past. I'll just repeat this one, and that is: we are called the Israel. Why are we called Yisrael? What does the Malach say? Pasachavtes <laughs> lo Yaakov ye Amer od Shimcha ki im Yisrael ki Sarisa im Elohim im batuchal because you fought with with Elokim, meaning Malachim, Vimanashim v'atuchal, and you were and you were able. So ask one of the Bafarsin. Why is our name Yisrael? Ki Sarisa, but that's because we fought. Shouldn't our name be something like Yecholim Vatuchal? We won. So why, do, why is our name named after the fight and not after the victory? So the answer is because life's not just about being victorious. It's about the fight. It's about trying hard. That's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. He wants us to fight. He wants us to put up a challenge. Whether we win in the end or not is not always in our, in our control. But we are Yisrael because Kisarisa. Because that's what we focus on. Okay, so we fight. So who is Yaakov fighting with? So it says Ish. It says Ish in the Torah. If you look in, in Lessons in Leadership or by Saks, in source number eight, says that this, this um, confrontation with the Malach is a defining moment in Yaakov Avinu's history and is essential to understanding of what it is to be a Jew. Right, There are several theories as to the identity of the man who wrestled with the patriarch that night, says Rabbi Sachs. The Torah calls him a man. Hosea calls him an angel. Chazal say it was Samael, guardian angel of Esav and a force of evil. Yaakov himself was convinced that it was God. Yaakov called the place Peniel, saying it was because I saw God face to face. My life was spared. My argument is that we can only understand the passage against the entire background of Yaakov's life. Yaakov says Rabbi Sachs was born holding onto Esav's heel. He bought Esav's birthright. He stole Esav's bracha. When his blind father asked him who he was, he says, "I'm Esav." Yaakov was the child who wanted to be Esav, in a certain sense. Obviously, not his midos. Obviously, not who his his uh, value system. But why? Because he was the elder. Because he was strong, physically mature. Esav, because he was his father's favorite. Right? Yaakov, in a certain sense, says Rabbi Sachs, he was, you know, trying to, maybe he was supposed to be the Bechar. That's true. But he spent a lot of time and effort in the first part of his life trying to get what Esav had. The result is tension between Yaakov and Esav. This tension rises to an unbearable intensity when Esav discovers that Yaakov has taken the blessing Yitzhak had reserved for him and vows to kill Yaakov when Yitzhak is no longer alive. Yaakov runs away, more conflict, right? And on his way back now, again he's coming to meet him. Four hundred men. He was frightened and distressed. He thought that Esav was going to kill him. Yaakov had indeed wronged his brothers. We saw earlier, Vehulu, line twenty six. As long as Yaakov sought to be Esav, there was tension, conflict, rivalry. Esav felt cheated. Yaakov felt fear. That night, about to meet Esav, Yaakov wrestles with himself. Finally, he throws off the image of Esav. The Esav that he's been chasing. The person he wants to be, which he's carried with him all the years. This is the critical moment in Yaakov's life. From now on, who are you? Yaakov. He's content to be himself. And this, says Rabbi Sachs, is a turning point in Yaakov's history because whether I get the brachas, whether I don't get the brachas. Again, looking at things in a, in a in an overall picture. But he says... We have to focus on who we are. Says Rabbi Sachs, and again, this is his safer on leadership. This is one of the great challenges of leadership. It is all too easy for a leader to pursue popularity by being what people want him or her to be. A liberal to liberals, a conservative to conservatives, taking decisions that win temporary acclaim rather than flowing from principle and conviction. Right? Leaders sometimes try to hold the team together by saying different things to different people. Great leaders have the courage to live with unpopularity. Right, Yaakov was not a leader. There was yet no nation for him to lead. Yet the Torah goes to his great strengths to give us an insight into his struggle because it was not his alone. It happens to most of us right, that we have to figure out who we are and be comfortable with who we are. On the next page, it's not easy to overcome the desire to be someone else, to want what they have, to be what they are. It could take a lifetime of wrestling before we know who we are and relinquish the desire to be who we are not. And more than anyone else in, in uh, Barashas, Yaakov is surrounded by conflict, the Hulu. What we have to try to do is to focus on who we are and be the best person that we could be. In the end, he says, the only answer is to know thyself. People must wrestle with themselves as Yaakov did on that fateful night, throwing off the person they might like to be but are not. They must accept that some people will like them and what they stand for, while others not. He's not chas v'shalem, obviously saying that he, Yaakov wanted to be like Esav, as I said before, in all the aspects of who Esav was. But in a certain sense, he wanted to be the right? And that's what the Torah says. He wanted to be the Bukhar. And uh, ultimately, he got brachas, but he was content with who he was. And that is what we take with us going forward in Yaakov's life. Okay, so he comes back to Eretz Yisrael, and uh, he... Uh, arrive safely, right? He buys a portion in Shechem, which we know that Eben Ezra says, why did he buy a portion in Shechem? Because kolakone karka be'eretz chelik haba. Then we have the story of Dina and um, the tragedy that uh, that ensues. And then towards the end of the parsha we have uh, the lists of families. As we mentioned before, we have the birth of uh, Binyamin and Rachel dying in childbirth. Um, I just to speak about one Chazal that Rif Refpinkus speaks about in source number 11. The end of the parsha has a list of all the uh, families of Asaph. Lemish pachosam, limkomosam, bishmosam, very detailed. Elifaz, Basmas, all of the uh, all of the names. And Refpinkus points out, mi sodo how you do first to call you Hudi. We know, every Jew knows, shikola torah biyabidinu suno hilanim Sinai. Every word and letter in the Torah was given to us from at Ar Sinai. Every trup, the Gemara says in the darim, right? Every Tamiya Mikra was given to us from Akadosh Baruch to Moshe Rabbeinu at Sinai. The Ain shum mila miuteras o shal yud shalol There is not one word or letter or point of a of a yud that is not needed. Every letter in the Torah, right? The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin that Menashe, right? The King Menashe ben Chizkia, he was called a Megale Panim Batorah, Why? Because he, he, he used to darshim psukim uh, inappropriately and say they were meaningless and uh, they were useless. And some of them, right? lotan timna, What's so important about these psukim? The Gemara says in Brachas, Ma'ar Sedra, even ateres v'divon. There are certain psukim that don't seem so exciting. But Repinka says we know the whole end of the parsha is also Torah. On the, we might not appreciate every word and pshat, and we might think psukim are certain are, are not uh, exciting in that way. But in the parsha pshat, but we have to know that it was all dictated by a by a divine author. Remember the Gemara Maseches Menachos, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up b'shas uh, Mayim Arsina, and what does he see Echadis Baruchu doing? Hashem is sewing on crowns onto the letters. Of certain letters, the Shatnez Gutz letters, and he asked him, "What are you doing?" And Akhar says, "In many generations, there's going to be somebody named Akiva ben Yosef, Rabbi Akiva, who's going to darshan, who's going to study these little crowns and learn out mountains and mountains of halachos from those crowns, from the crown on top of a letter, not even a letter, not even a word, just the crowns of the letters. We don't, we don't know those those halachos. but that's what the Gemara says. That that's what Moshe Rabbeinu saw Akhar doing." And says the uh Narapinhas, Dvarma Murim Al Koba Torah, Ubim Yuchar Also Parsha Shavua, Torah Kishemone Hatora Saluf Aesa Valheadom. And this has to be emphasized especially at the end of Parsha's Yeshlach. The Adua, Shaparshazu muzim Sodos Amukim, there are tremendous secrets that are alluded to in these Psukim, even though it is not um open for us to know those uh secrets. But he adds at the end, he says, what is not as well known Line eleven. It's not just Torah shebechsav; it's the base of Torah shebal peh. Every word in the Mishnah and the Gemara also is measured and also is exact. We mentioned in the past the thought from the Vilna that when the Ravina and Ravashi finished the Gemara, they sent it back up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, to get his stamp of approval that this should be the basis of Tarash And it was brought down, the Gemara was brought down with uh, by the hands of Malach, Gavriel, Michael, Raphael, and Uriel. They brought down the um, Talmud back to us, right? That's Rashi Teva's Gemara. Uh, Gavriel, Michael, Raphael, and Uriel. Because they said, yes, this is the stamp of approval. You have to gushpankah on the, on the on the Talmud. And uh, this is what the basis is going to be for halacha forevermore. But, uh, that's also something that we have to recognize and believe, and that's why the Mishnah and the Gemara have special status in, in, uh, in Halacha, right? You can't argue. The Ramah says in Choshe Mishpa, you know, can't argue on the Gemara. An Achron could argue on a Rishon, but a, a Rishon cannot argue on the Gemara. But that's all reflected in these psukim at the end of the Parsha, which don't seem so exciting, but we know it was all written by a divine author, and even if we might not understand what the messages are, but Hakarish Hu does, and if we study it long enough, and hard enough, maybe we could also understand the messages as well. Okay, we'll stop here. But Hashem, again, next week um, there won't be a shear, But Hashem, the following week, um, I'll be back. And we'll get up a shear sometime that week.